Happy to be here today with Andrew Moshvegi of the University of Southern California Rotsky Eye Institute, where he is director of the Vitreoretinal Fellowship and uh, medical director. He is the vice chair for clinical research as well. And we're going to talk today about his exciting presentations at, at the Angiogenesis 2021 virtual meeting on use of a TKI uh, agent in a hydrogel implant for the treatment of choroidal neovascularization. So, Andrew, welcome. Thank you. So can you tell, tell us a little bit about the background for the research that you reported on? Sure. So what I presented at the angiogenesis meeting was the interim analysis of the phase one study, which is currently underway in Australia, evaluating a, the use of axitinib combined with a proprietary hydrogel, um, both delivered together intravitreally to try to get a long lasting durable benefit for patients with neovascular AMD. And what the reason why we think this may be helpful is that this is a very potent tyrosine kinase inhibitor, which even at very small concentrations has a observed biologic effect. And we hope that that effect is long lasting in, in these patients. Uh, this is sort of the first in human uh, data that were being evaluated. So you, uh, it was a dose escalations trial, and uh, you found some very interesting things at the mid and high doses. True. Uh, so at the uh, lowest dose, which is the 200 microgram uh, dose, we didn't see a very predictable and consistent uh, biologic effect. However, at the 400 microgram and 600 microgram levels, we saw uh, a more significant uh, detergescence of the macula, uh, which in some patients were also associated with uh, changes in visual acuity for the better. And the durability lasted up, up to more than six months in one or two eyes, correct? That's true. Now, the, there's two kinds of durability that one can look at. There is the visible dissipation of the drug over time. And, you know, it's, it sort of has a bright white appearance, you know, against the fundus background. And so it is observable on wide field fundus imaging. And it's also observable using binocular indirect ophthalmoscopy. So you can see the dissipation of the implant drug complex over time. And, and that can last, you know, six to nine plus months and beyond uh, when you're visibly watching it dissipate. Uh, now, unfortunately, the cohort of patients that we have the longest follow-up on is also the lowest dosed cohort, the 200 microgram cohort. So we have less ability to see if that visible dissipation of the drug translates into uh, a similar uh, effect on a biologic effect um, over time. So we'll have to get longer follow-up in these middle dose and the high dose cohorts 
in order to see the true biological durability uh, of this drug over time. And we're just not there yet. For example, cohort 3A, which is the 600 microgram cohort, highest dose uh, cohort, and that's without any mutant anti-VEGF, uh, you know, that cohort has just recently been uh, nearly completed. And so it's going to be another, you know, six to nine plus months from, from this point in order for us to draw, you know, strong conclusions about the, the mean durability in terms of biological effect for, for that cohort of patients. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, but it, it's certainly promising from, from this point. From what well, there's a, at least one eye with OCTs that showed that uh, there was initial subretinal fluid which dried by one month and then by six months or more was still anatomically normal on OCT. Correct. Yeah, we show a patient in our presentation who is from cohort 3A, the one I just referenced, uh, subject one. This was a treatment-naive subject who had, you know, nearly 500 microns of central retinal thickness, almost 2080 vision, and no prior treatment, as I mentioned, who by month two had literally no fluid in the fovea and 256 mic, uh, 236 microns of central retinal thickness and visual acuity improving to 2030-ish uh, by that point. And as you point out, required no additional uh, ad hoc rescue treatments um, out to month six and was still free of fluid. So that's certainly the type of patient that we wish to see more of. Um, and hopefully we'll have that experience as time goes by. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, TKIs have been of great interest uh, in the treatment of neovascularization. Um, the, the trick has been to get them into the eye for a sustained period of time. Because unlike an antibody, which has a relatively long half-life in the eye, the half-life of the TKIs by themselves in the eye is, is relatively short. Yep. But in contrast to the proteins, you can actually hopefully put the TKIs into things like hydrogels and get them to be sustained. Um, one question, uh, do TKIs have a, a drying, enough early drying effect on the, the neovascular complex or not? Do we know? Well, that? it's an interesting question. So traditionally, we felt that they, as a class of drugs, just simply did not have enough potency early on um, and enough early onset of action to, to dry the macula up like we've become accustomed with, with a, a conventional pan-VEGF blocker. Um, that being said, um, that same patient that we referenced uh, earlier as a sort of an exemplar patient, uh, you know, this is the highest dose uh, cohort, and it's possible that, you know, you just need higher doses present in a, in a tolerable fashion, possibly, to have an early onset of action. We, we won't know that until we 
have higher dose, more higher dose patients uh, followed uh, over time to see if that's truly the case or whether this is just sort of a one-off type of an example. Um, but I will, I will say this, it may not necessarily be the case that TKIs just simply aren't capable of drying maculas up on their own in the beginning in wet macula degeneration. It might very well be the case that there are uh, instances in which that can occur. And we just need to explore that a little bit further. Um, but certainly uh, we saw some exciting uh, examples where on its own, uh, they, you know, there does appear to be an early effect. So uh, there is also apparent good systemic safety because the amount of drug that gets into the systemic circulation is extremely low. Isn't that correct? That's true, and even when it does hit the systemic circulation, the systemic half-life is is quite uh, <clears throat> low, and so and you know, we saw that the plasma concentrations were below the lower limit of detection uh, in all the tested samples at all the tested time points. So that was reassuring. And the TKI in question is more potent than other TKIs that have been considered in the past? Yeah, so when you look at the various TKIs that have been evaluated for different aspects of medicinal use, uh, axitinib, which is the TKI uh, that we're using here, uh, has one of the lowest IC50s, really at the nanomolar concentration, uh, in which uh, you know we're still seeing this uh, effect. So when you look at uh, comparator uh, TKIs like sunitinib, for example, uh, it's, it's two orders of magnitude higher IC50 than that of axitinib, uh, which is a similar uh, reference uh, comparator to the other uh, tested uh, TKIs uh, that are being looked at for ophthalmology. And the method of delivery is via a syringe? Method of delivery uh, with this study was via 27 gauge uh, syringe. It's an injection, an intravitreal injection. And uh, moving forward, we may uh, use a single implant injector, which would use a 25 gauge needle via intravitreal injection, as opposed to using the uh, multiple 200 microgram injections, we'd use just a single injection, um, but that's uh, in development. So what's on next on the agenda for this uh, product? So we need to continue uh, finishing enrollment in the cohort 3B of this study, which is the 400 microgram intermediate dose of OTX TKI along with a single baseline, a Flibercept injection. And once uh, that enrollment is complete in the coming weeks and months, uh, then we'll be able to follow this uh, study out to its completion, get the long-term follow-up and, and see how the study did uh, down in Australia. We also have an exploratory IND with the FDA uh, to allow us to proceed here stateside uh, with uh, a similar uh, sort of phase 1A, phase I'm sorry, phase 1A study to allow us to gain some additional insights with the new injector 
as well as a single dose uh, injection platform. So Andrew, thanks so much for participating in retina synthesis and we look forward to hearing more about this uh, very promising therapeutic approach. Thank you for the invitation and I enjoy the platform uh, seeing these uh, interviews uh, very much. Appreciate the opportunity. Okay, thank you. Thank you.